The West Coast Traveler is an adventure in itself with content created by professional journalists and amazing photos provided by our readers. WestCoastTraveler.com is the newest travel network exploring all corners of Western Canada and the U.S. You'll see stunning photos and videos, read engaging travel features from around Western Canada and the U.S. Experience all the West Coast has to offer. Begin planning your next adventure. Visit WestCoastTraveler.com. Welcome to Off the Page, a weekly podcast produced by the Comox Valley Record. I'm Erin Halschuk, a journalist with the record. Join me as we take a deeper look into the people and stories within the Comox Valley. Kelly Barney is the executive director of Yana Comox Valley, You Are Not Alone, a community organization offering to help Comox Valley families who need to travel for medical treatment for a child or a pregnant mother with the goal to improve access to health care by providing travel funding and accommodation. Welcome to the podcast, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So for those who know a little bit about Yana or maybe aren't really that familiar with the organization, can you talk a little bit about the history of it in the Comox Valley? You bet. It is a long history. (laughs) This last year was our 35-year anniversary. So yeah, it was an organization started very grassroots by a lady named Sandra Williams in 1986 with, you know, her kind of friends and family around her. Their family, unfortunately, had quite a difficult medical experience with their child having to be out of the community for a long time and had the financial pressure and hardship that went along with that. Having come out of it on the other side, she decided no no Comox Valley family would ever have to feel that again and started Yana. The same mission, the same mandate as she started then is exactly what we do now. Things look different, (laughs) you know, they feel different, but the support's the same. And is this an organization that you know of that's unique to the Comox Valley? Has this been used as a model for different communities or different organizations across BC or the country even? Yeah, it has for sure. I mean, it. you know, I, I know we, members of Yana, myself, we've been kind of in conversation with other communities, right? With, you know, leaders in the healthcare field or, or nonprofit in other communities. In Oliver, I know when they started an organization there, our folks were very closely involved. There's a group that just started in Powell River that I've been in communication with, with her. So we haven't franchised Yana per se, right? That's something that has been asked time and again, like, well, why isn't there Yana everywhere? And we all say that's a good question why isn't there everywhere capacity wise it would be a lot to try to do that but also I think that's the one of the big points about Yana and why it works the way it does is it is very specific to our community and our community's needs and it's Comox Valley peeps helping Comox Valley peeps we've committed to providing resources answering questions kind of giving a kit of information and a starting point for other organizations to help them get going. But yeah, I think Yana Comox Valley will always be Yana Comox Valley. Personally for yourself, I I know your background is a little bit in nonprofit leadership. How did you get connected to Yana and how did you first hear about the organization? Being new to the Valley as of, I mean, I still feel new kind of in comparison to others, but new in 2010. We've been here a while now. I remember doing web research about where we were going to go. I was an executive director for a gymnastics club. I've always kind of been involved strongly in children's-based volunteering and work and that kind of thing, but it was definitely something that came up even then. 
moving here like it was no time at all you know volunteering for the soccer club or whatever you know I worked at the gymnastics club here for a while and just how quickly I started seeing and hearing about these families that were helped by this organization I'm like this what now like lots of people I'd heard about Yana but didn't really know what Yana did because I didn't have to know what Yana did but yeah, started learning more and more about it. And I mean, I, you know, I worked at the Boys and Girls Club locally. Again, just meeting lots of families that were helped, following the success, trying to get into the Big Love Benefits. When the position here became available, I remember thinking like, no, you're kidding. Like I, I could work at Yana? I got to try, right? There's nothing like it. And I know the past few years with the pandemic has been especially difficult, not only on organizations, nonprofits, hospitals, obviously healthcare workers as well. For you, what has the impact of COVID been on the organization? What has that been like? And have you noticed a drastic shift in services and or demands for the organization? Yeah, it's such a hard place to know where to start. In what way hasn't the pandemic affected us all? It is so pervasive in everything we do. I mean, for Yana, obviously a huge part of it has just been in the funding models and the fundraising. We're event-based. That's how we get people together and we do fun things and they donate. I mean, obviously that has been a huge factor for us, dollars coming in per our previous comment about how amazing the community is everyone found a way and we actually did better with a lot of the fundraisers than we did in the past like it gives me chills to even say it when people could have said no sorry eh, I can't I can't not going to spend the time to think of something new i sorry we just can't support this year everyone found a way to do it so I mean that has been the hardest part operationally certainly my experience here by far but the most rewarding to show that we can come through it and you know we keep drawing parallels with our families our families don't have a choice of whether to take the thing that's hard and decide to do it or not they just do so when we all through this the whole experience we're like wow we could decide to eh, not try that not push harder not find a way and then we're like well of course we can't do that of course we're going to do it we're not going to tell our families no we're not going to so we're going to find a ways to know from the beginning that we had confidence that we would be able to say yes, no matter what. The board, I will say, has been extremely fiscally responsible over the years. And we knew coming in that we had a rainy day nest egg, that, that we would always be in the position and not have to say no. And just especially early on hearing families, they started calling and were asking, can you guys still help? And that was kind of the first question is, I don't even know if this is okay still. Yes, absolutely. When do you leave? Done. It was hard to hear parents going through the stress of not being able to go, which sounds really weird because, of course, you don't want to have to travel with your kid when they're sick. But as soon as you're told you can't get that appointment, not yet, this is on hold, that's a whole new different kind of stress. We've actually had less services or record trip over the pandemic, which, I mean, makes sense. They're keeping people out of hospitals and, and offices as much as they could. We've had less services, but the cost per service has actually went up over the last 12 months since things have started to open up, specifically on the accommodation side. Knowing that, imagine how much more it means for a family. When there's no $79.99 hotel anymore, like you're brand new, you're away with your preemie baby, they just told you that you're going to be away for two months or more, and you're looking at that hotel cost. It made it even more clear how important it is to be able to, to say, yeah, we got you. 
Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. I know that there are a number of ways that Yana can help a family, and you've touched on a lot of them, especially from a fiscal standpoint. Have you ever found that there's families that maybe are hesitant to reach out because they feel like they may not meet a certain financial threshold or they might be above a certain threshold, or do they just sort of have general misconceptions of where they fit into the Yana puzzle piece? really talking about the different types of help that we give and what are those misconceptions where again people know yana but they think they know what yana does or doesn't do or how you qualify and we had a summer student working with us we created this whole presentation for primary care providers that is part of our new strategic plan that's all about the yeses of yana it is being crystal clear that do you live in the comox valley yes is it for a child under 19 or pregnant mom Yes. Has someone on the care team said you are medically required to go? Yes. That's it. In that moment, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much money you have. The logistics support, just having someone who's there and says, no, no, let us carry you now. You've carried us, you'll carry us again. It's just right now, it doesn't matter. And of course, it comes up over and over, you know, when you're, as it should. Do, should we be financially testing? Should there be, like, we don't have a form. It's not a form. You call me. We talk. We get a confirmation from the medical team and that's it. And I think we go back to that strongly, vehemently every time that, no, that's how it needs to be. Whatever way we can help, whenever we can help, that's the right time and we're there. In your experience working with Yana, is there one, and you've touched on a couple in our in our chat, one story, one family, one incident that really stands out for you in your mind that you'll maybe always carry with you even after you are no longer with the organization? That's the beautiful thing is there are so many. We were just talking about it. It was recent and it was with Kathy and Nico. Again, we're mid-pandemic. Then what ended up happening is all the, the floods and the, on the Malahatcher and Kathy and Nico have an appointment that they need to go to. And this is where, like Kathy was talking about, it's not just the money. It's knowing that person on the other end of the line knows what you're going through. We were on the phone together. She's got us on speaker. Nick was helping and everyone, you know, everyone's, Kaylin's helping. And we're trying to figure out a way we're going to get her past Malahat. And can we take the Mill Bay Ferry? And can we, well, let's look at Helijet. Can we get you on a helicopter that will get you to Vancouver and back over? Okay, you're going to check the float plane. I'm going to check the helicopter. And we started, like, piecing together this massive plan. In the end... The road opened. They got a hotel for the night. They were able to go. But it was this, we're crying on the phone together. And it's like, it's different. You know, we all have friends. We have supporters. We have family that are there for us. It's different. It's our job at Yana. They're not calling to ask me for a favor. No matter what, your family, your friends say, yeah, yeah, we'll help do whatever. But it's different. It's different. And when we say this is like, and that's what we say to people is, please, when you're away, think of us like a trusted base commander back in the Comox Valley. If there's something you can think of that you need support with, call, text us. And they do. It's an honor when they ask for that help and we can be there. Like I say, whether it all works out or not, It's just knowing there's someone who, if there's a possibility, they're going to be there with you every step of the way. And just speaking of that, and and I know you are there for families. So how do you find that balance for both you and your staff to 
take those situations and sometimes they're the absolute worst situations that a family will ever face. How do you balance that between taking care of those people doing your job, but also making sure that you're taking care of yourself and your staff is taking care of themselves properly as well? Yeah, it's not easy. You know, we have systems in place like our, I mean, our emergency hospital funding, for example, is a, is a perfect example of like where we've got cash envelopes at the hospital. The emergency staff, the maternity staff gives that envelope with a letter with cash to people as they get on the ambulance or the helicopter. So we know they are taken care of. We're not an emergency support service that we've got amazing services everywhere that do that. Our clients are very understanding when it's a more scheduled thing. You know, no one expects us to get back to them instantly. And I think because of that, though, it does give us the ability that we get a voicemail that comes in on a Saturday afternoon and someone's flying out. I mean, if we can jump into action right now, I just, I know that half an hour of my day, whatever, maybe longer if we are booking accommodations that it takes out when we can do it, we do. There's some really hard situations and stories that are hard on the heart. Our families listen, they're our therapists, whether they want to be or not. That's kind of how it works, but... It's very easily washed away when we can do that follow-up email. says every time you are not alone. Like, just know we're here every step of the way and reassure someone of that over the phone. Yeah, it makes every one of those minutes more than worth spending every midnight before a fundraiser or whatever. It's a thousand percent worth it to hear that sigh of relief from a family. Thank you so much, Kelly. I really appreciate you taking the time and uh, for letting us know how Yana's doing. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me. That's this edition of Off the Page, produced by the Comox Valley Record. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. Email us at offthepage at comoxvalleyrecord.com. Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com.